You are listening to the Live Diet Free Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Avant, personal trainer, sports nutritionist, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help you lose weight for the last time without sacrificing your quality of life to do it. So pop your headphones in, go for a walk, and learn how to become the healthiest, happiest, and most confident version of yourself. Welcome back to the Live Diet Free Podcast. It's Client Spotlight Day, and you know I'm always so excited about these. I want to give you guys listening a little bit of a warning that today's guest has experienced the loss of her husband, and it's something that we will be talking about. So if you are grieving or if this will bring up any sort of raw emotions for you, we wanted to warn you right off the bat um, so that you can choose whether or not you want to listen. Jen, thank you so much for being here. I know this is going to be a really powerful episode, and I'm really grateful for your willingness to do this and to share your story. Because like we were talking about right before we hit record, grief is something that everyone has or will experience. And you are such an inspiration as far as how you have navigated that and the the changes you've made for yourself since then. So let's give the listeners a little bit of an introduction to who you are, where you're from, what you do, just kind of the background on what makes you, you. All right. So I am 48, almost 49 years old in January. Um, Two kiddos, two teenagers, 19 and 17, um, live about an hour north of Philly. So in the suburbs and Um, was already prior to joining, was already on a weight loss journey. Um, If you looked at my life, I have either been on or off a diet at any moment, at any given time in my life. Um, I could look at a picture throughout my life and I could tell you exactly how much I weighed at any given time, any given picture. That was just me. It's always been a focus. I used to joke uh, with my family and friends that you know, I reminded myself a little of Oprah, people would joke, because I had so many areas of success in my life, but I could just never, ever seem to tackle the weight. And that was always an issue on a diet, off a diet. And when Oprah started losing weight, I was like, I better get my act together. <laughs> she's doing really well. So when is it going to be my turn to, to tackle this once and for all? And so prior to joining, I was on a journey again. I had lost about 20 pounds. And um, was doing it just how I typically did, uh, working out a ton, calorie restriction, weighing myself every single day, you know, berating myself if I, you know, fell off and didn't, you know, wasn't perfect in any specific day. Um, and then all of a sudden on June 20th, my entire world uh, just was completely shattered. I, it's so hard to put into words. Um, it was truly everything has changed uh, since that moment. And so I was very happily married. Uh, We would have been married 24 years this past November together, 27. And because our kids were getting older, we were really, my husband and I, planning kind of the next chapter in our life. And we were talking about downsizing in a few years when our youngest graduated college and moving to Florida and, you know, had all these different dreams. And we would sit in our patio and we would talk about them all the time. And Uh, We had a date day, ironically, that day had a wonderful, wonderful day. And then with no heart issues before, my husband had a massive heart attack and died on June 20th. And it has just been a lot, to say the least, a process. And so, 
you know, I, I feel like those first few weeks you are truly in a fog. It's disbelief in many ways. It still feels disbelief, you know, going through the holidays now, as I'm sure many of the folks listening have dealt with grief in some way or another. It is just um, a horrible common denominator that we all face. And I've just learned so many things, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But um, after those first few weeks of planning everything, trying to get, you know, our new normal in place, you know, I had a true partnership with my husband. So it was also picking up a lot of the things that he had done, trying to make sure that the kids were in a good spot and getting them in therapy and different things, uh, myself in therapy as well. I had come to the realization that I was really at a true crossroads in my life and I had made a promise that next day to myself, my husband and my kids after it happened. And I said, I promise that I will be in my best health ever. And it does not mean a number on the scale, but I will not shortchange my kids um, and have something that could potentially be preventable happen to me. And so that was my promise. And it hit a lot differently now because I think a lot of us make comments that, you know, oh my God, I would do anything for my kids. I would jump in front of a train for my kids. I would do this. I would do that. But I wanted to live for my kids. I wanted to show them that, you know, although we have this unbelievable hole in our life that we have to honor my husband, their dad, and we have to live our life and I have to give my best efforts to doing that. And so I had continued, I, I worked out. In fact, um, someone had even made a comment the day of the funeral, which I thought was odd as we're standing there, but they're like, oh, I saw you worked out today on the Peloton, great job. And it's like, okay, clearly you don't know what to say to me, but <laughs> I, I did that and I sobbed the whole time I did that ride as I did many rides, but I felt it was important to take out my grief and my anger and my despair in a somewhat healthy way, as opposed to what I would have done in the past, which is binge eat and binge drink and just do all the things that were contributing to the healthy lifestyle that I had really promised myself. And so um, a few weeks after it happened, I was on a uh, Facebook uh, message, one of the Peloton, I think, nutrition uh, pages or whatnot, and I had saw you comment on someone who talked about, you know, all or nothing mentality. And I was like, huh, you know, that really resonates with me. And if I look at my life, I am always on a diet or off a diet. And at what point in my life at 48 years old, am I going to learn to have a healthy relationship with food, a healthy relationship with fitness, and make lasting changes? If I really want to honor this promise and commitment, then I need to do something different. So I joined the program. Um, Meg is my coach, who has truly been amazing for me. I've actually done health coaching um, with others in the past. I've seen a nutritionist. I've joined the gyms. I've done the programs. But just something really connected with this particular program for me and working one-on-one -on -one with Meg. And honestly, although it's only been a few months, not only have I seen dramatic weight loss in terms of pounds and inches, but I've really made seismic changes in really a lifelong battle with emotional eating. And I just had a mind shift, partly because when I joined I made a promise also that, 
you know, now that I'm doing the finances too, it's like, I knew that this was money and it was an investment and I felt like it was an investment, in my health and wellness, but I wasn't going to shortchange myself or my commitment to the program. And so I promised that I would be really honest and vulnerable. So when I screwed up or when I would binge eat or do all the things, I was going to tell, you know, my coach about it because clearly hiding it in the past and not tracking, which is what I would have done in the past, wasn't working. So if I was fully going to commit, I need to be fully honest and vulnerable in the process. And I think by really letting go and just recognizing that we're all human and we're all on this journey trying our best. And I think having that commitment and relationship with my coach really did help me make some mind shifts, which I think has been the biggest transformation I've seen. That was probably the most powerful five minutes that have happened on this podcast. <laughs> I we, we both have our cameras off, so we can't see each other. You guys can't hear us, can't see us. But, um, you know, I was my my eyes were welling up hearing about that. And I don't know if I've ever mentioned on the podcast before. I, I haven't, I've just recently like felt comfortable talking about it. But part of what your story reminds me of is I, I lost my mom um, 11-ish years ago, 11 and a half years ago. And it was right after college. I went to school for exercise science and I had an impressionable time in my adulthood of like, what do I want to do with my life? A big part of how our coaching programs have come to be was thinking about who would my mom have wanted or, or needed in her life. If she, you know, she, she dieted and she wanted to lose weight, what do I feel like she, what, what was missing? What did she need in order to really make lasting changes? And that's why we're so driven by relationships and empathy and, you know, being vulnerable. And it's just, it's, it's very, you know, rewarding isn't the right word, but to hear, mm -hmm. to hear you say those things and to realize that, you know, she would, she would be so proud and to know that though it didn't exist for her to know that we have the opportunity to help women like you is just mm -hmm. so emotional for me. So again, from a, from a very personal um, place, thank you. And you shared so much great stuff in there. I was really, I remember when, you know, Meg and I first saw your application come in when she first talked to you, just being so struck by your, your commitment. I'm, I actually, I pulled up your, um, your application and you said, I'm more committed than ever to solve this for myself for the long term so I can be the healthiest for my kids. And that's just such a powerful statement to be in the, you know, the depths of this intense grief and also be realizing <clears throat> I'm still here and yep. my kids need me now more than ever. And the fact that you didn't wait, you didn't tell yourself, you know, let me get through this and then, or, you know, I always comfort myself with food. That's just how it's going to be. You really used it as a catalyst to take major action. And that is mm -hmm. so admirable. Tell us about the, the mental shifts, especially with regard to emotional eating, because that's something I know damn near 100% of us can relate yeah. to. <laughs> and, you know, it doesn't need to be as intense as, you know, grieving and emotionally eating. 
we just turn to food for for all the reasons. We're stressed, of we're course. tired, we're procrastinating, yeah, happy, we're happy, yeah. all the things. <laughs> yeah. um, so you have had a lot of opportunities to become self-aware of your triggers, to work on breaking that pattern and developing new coping mechanisms. What are some of the specific strategies that have helped you make a change in that? So I uh, definitely, you have to be honest uh, with yourself. And that was something that I really had committed to doing and being honest um, with Meg. So I tried to really look at this as not a end date in terms of, okay, I'm going to lose all this weight. And by January 1st or by Joey's graduation in June, I'm going to weigh this amount. And this is what I got to do. And I got to lose so much weight to get there and just have this whole plan. I really just thought about it of who is the kind of person that I want to be? I want to be the kind of person that doesn't go to Chick-fil-A drive-thru and stop somewhere else on the way home to throw out the trash because I'm embarrassed about that part of myself. You know, I don't want to be the kind of person that is excited for something and thinks, oh my gosh, I'm going to run in and get two candy bars and just eat them as fast as I can without even thinking about how they taste. And then I'm just going to do that, you know, on my way home or whatnot. You know, who is the kind of person I want to be? One thing I've talked a lot with Meg is Jay was my biggest cheerleader. He was the person that I could be extremely vulnerable with. And the biggest thing I've been working on is I have to be my own cheerleader and I have to be able to pump myself up and and comfort myself as well when I'm not doing well or having a rough day. And so I really um, know, knew I need to work on this now more than ever, because if not, I would have been doing all the binge eating and drinking if I didn't try to solve for it. So I just tried to really meet myself where I am. And so there's just a couple quick examples that I felt were real game changers and wins when I did my recaps um, for the week, you know, over the course of the last several months with Megan. One was anyone that out there has kids, especially teenagers and especially teenage daughters, know that it's hard to get that one-on-one time, particularly as they get a little bit older. And so I happened to be out with my daughter one day and I was trying to connect and see how things were going and do a little bit of a check-in. And I happened to just throw out there like, hey, would you want to go grab lunch? Because there was this place that we used to go to um, when she was playing basketball and they had opened up one. And I'm like, do you want to go there? And she's like, oh my gosh, mom, that would be so fun. And so we went to this Mexican restaurant and we ordered chips and queso, which is what we always did. And I knew I was going to order the chips and queso. I had even thought about, okay, well, what are the other healthy choices? Because it's not an all or nothing personality or sentiment that I need to have anymore. And that has been also a big mind shift. Before you saw, if you would ask me about my dieting, I would say, well, Esther, I'm either on a diet or off a diet. And when I'm on a diet, I am so good. I am so on it. You know, perfectionist theory, you know, one-on-one. And then when I'm off, it's like, oh my gosh. And then Monday's going to come and Monday, I'm going to try it all over again. And so I just thought I can't keep future hoping. You know, we don't know what our future looks like. And so I just, I, I read a book, Chasing Cupcakes by Elizabeth Benton, which also hit home. And she talks about consistent or inconsistent. It's not being all or nothing. And I just thought, how can I consistently be better and make better choices? So I thought, well, I know I want the chips and queso. And what else can I have? Can I have a salad with salsa and grilled chicken that day or what have you? That's kind of what my choice was. But I found myself sitting there. I'm really enjoying my daughter. And I was going to town on these chips and queso. 
And I was like, well, I told myself that I could have the chips and queso, but I didn't tell myself that I would just absolutely look like I was in a competitive eating contest with the chips and queso. And so finally something, I just kind of paused for a second and I like was taking a drink of my water and I just had this epiphany. And I thought at some point, I am going to stop eating chips and queso. I will not wake up tomorrow continuously eating chips and queso all through the night. Like I will be leaving the restaurant. I will be going home. I will be doing wash. I will be going to sleep. So at some point, this is going to end. Why can't it be ending now? Can I have a little bit of control and just stop this now, recognizing that I went a little bit too far, but it's got to end and I'm going to end it on my choice. And so that was a huge aha for me. My other lesson was I still would have the chips and queso if I went to that restaurant and plan and do all the things. But next time, I think I would be a little bit more planned in the sense of instead of diving into the chips and queso bowl, I would take some on a plate, I would put there, and then I would decide, and that would be my pause after that serving I dished out for myself if I wanted to go back or not. If you're enjoying this episode, I want to invite you to join us in our coaching program, Gone for Good. Gone for Good is our signature 12-week coaching program designed to help you develop the confidence, commitment, and consistency necessary to make reaching your weight loss and health goals inevitable. Our three-part framework helps you learn and master the exercise nutrition big rocks, provides comprehensive support and accountability, and teaches you how to take compassionate ownership of your results. With both group and one-on-one options, we have a Gone for Good package to suit your needs and help you overcome every obstacle between you and the weight loss you're after. Whether you want to lose five pounds, 50 pounds, or 150 pounds, we can help you in Gone for Good. For all the info and to join, go to estherabant.com slash coaching. And then even carrying through on that, just this past weekend, I was doing shopping at Target. I like those little smart, sweet fishies and you can only get them there. And so I had known that I wanted to have those. I had planned it in my macros, etc. And I'm eating the bag and I'm enjoying them. That was the other thing too I've talked to Meg about of like, instead of like doing it almost like a shark with their eyes glazed over just eating, eating, like take a minute to actually enjoy it. Taste the salt of the chips on your tongue. Enjoy the queso. Don't feel like you have to hurry up and hide this. Enjoy it. Normal, healthy people can have chips and queso and still be on a healthy weight loss or weight maintenance journey. So anyway, I got the fishies at Target. I'm enjoying them. And there was maybe half a bag left. And the old me would have said, I'm just going to finish this up and that'll be done and I'll, I'll get quote unquote back on track. But I just again paused for a second and I had a little bit of an epiphany and I was like, well, I'm actually done now. Like, I don't feel the need to finish the whole bag if I'm really conscious of how I'm feeling in this moment. And I also thought to myself, you know, I'm really working hard to listen to my own body cues. Why am I going to have some corporation, whoever makes the smart, sweet, you know, fishies, why am I going to have them decide what my serving for my body today should look like? And that was a real big aha as well. And I wound up just saying, no, I'm done. Whether or not the bag is empty, me personally, I'm done. 
put it away. And then later, you know, the next day I had to pull them out. And then my son was like, I'm like, here, have these. And he loved them. And I thought, boy, haven't I come so far? Because before I would have felt the need, first of all, it wouldn't have been smart sweets. It would have been something <laughs> different. That was my quote unquote treat. But I would have gone to town. I would have finished the bag. And I wouldn't have even felt bad because it was quote unquote healthy. Um, and there's no way my son would have been able to have some the next day because there wouldn't have been any to be had. So I felt like that was a good um, lesson for me that, yes, it's a journey. This I will have five years from now. I will have another chips and queso moment two weeks from now. There's always going to be these moments. But how can I live in the moment? be present in the moment and recognize that this is, there is no end date to this. This is just part of the process and how I just need to be present in that process throughout it every single day. Oh my gosh. I feel like anytime I'm speaking, I'm just like detracting from this. I want to be like, you just go, (laughs) you keep going. This is amazing. There's, there are so many of you guys listening this is one to listen to a second, a third time, because there's so much wisdom in what Jen is saying and such real world practical examples. Literally all of us can think about a chips and salsa situation at a Mexican restaurant and your, your walkthrough of, you know, at some point I will stop. Like it has to, I'm not going to like live out the rest of my days eating these chips. Eating there chips will be an end. <laughs> That's so good. You've used these scenarios as lessons. You haven't beat yourself up about whatever has already transpired. You've simply used them as an opportunity to reflect and say, what do I want to do now? And Mm -hmm. when I'm in a similar situation in the future, what do I want to do differently? And you just let them be opportunities to learn and grow. And finally, I think this the question you said at the very beginning, who is the kind of person I want to be? That's such a powerful one. And then to basically just kind of reverse engineer. Well, what choices does that version of me make? Do I have an opportunity right now to make a choice in alignment with that version? And the more you show up like her, the more you just become her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so good. Something else that has really struck me is you your commitment to being vulnerable. And I think partly that may be, you know, the the circumstances of basically just being ripped open emotionally and being like, well, I couldn't hide my emotions right now if I wanted to. Right. Um, so vulnerable is just kind of the name of the game right now. But that's a big part, I think, of why you've had such incredible success and why you've not just seen the physical results, but you're seeing like the deep mental shifts as well. I'm sure there have been a lot of times where it's been hard to be honest and to be really, you know, exposed with Meg. Do you have Mm -hmm. any advice for someone who maybe has a coach right now and struggles with that honesty or with someone who's considering coaching and wants to be in the best possible position to be successful? How do you practice vulnerability? I think it's really hard. Um, I'm not one to really be vulnerable. You know, um, that's always a real hard thing that I need to work on and continue to work on. But at the end of the day, practically, if you are going to invest your hard earned money in something, there's a reason, you know, we're not perfect at everything. We have 
financial advisors to help us. You can, you know, do nutritionists. You can do, um, you know, a, a PT if you, you need to rehab something. Like there's always experts in our life. If you aren't a good cook, you could take a lesson. You could do whatever. And so we, you know, you're not a great house cleaner. So you want that. Like there's all these different people in our life that we can output money to help us because they are stronger in an area than we are. We can get support. I think I just viewed it as, you listen, there's a lot of areas of my uh, of my life, excuse me, that where I have success, but this is clearly not an area that I'm successful at. And if you have gone through and you can give me tips and tricks, then I have to make the most of this investment and be honest with where I am. And I just always thought to myself, I can't be the only person she's ever talked to that, you know, has eaten at Chick-fil-A drive through and throughout the trash. I can't be the only person that, you know, thinks it's odd that someone could take a small Ben and Jerry's and not think that's an entire serving size. Like I can't be the only person, you know, there has to be other people like that. And so it's just, um, I think I just finally was like, listen, you could clearly look at me and see, I don't have this whole physical fitness thing locked and loaded. I need some help. And so instead of trying to hide it, um, let me just be honest and you view this as an investment both financially and also emotionally. And so I just felt like I had to be all in on this if I wanted to solve the problem. That's such a great insight. I know from, you know, investing in business mentorship and things like that, that it's it's hard. Even when you're paying for it, you sometimes your brain just automatically does go to, oh, that won't work. That's not for me. That's not, you know, I've tried that. And it takes a lot of kind of self-coaching to remind yourself. I'm in this position for a reason. I'm here for a reason. I paid this money right. because this is not my area of expertise right now. Mm-hmm. And exactly. if I'm going to be here, I should probably keep an open mind and I should put myself in the best possible position to succeed, which means mm-hmm. being honest. And you're so right that none of those things are unique to you. None of the things that we're struggling with are ours and ours alone. I can very much, I when you were saying, you know, about stopping and and getting rid of the the evidence. I used to get um, peanut butter was like one of my big things, peanut butter and trail mix. And I would eat them in the the parking lot of the grocery store. And I wouldn't eat the entire bag. I would leave like a tiny bit so that I could tell myself, well, I didn't eat the whole thing. And then before I got home, I would throw away the evidence so that I could Mm -hmm. walk into the house and like try to pretend it didn't happen. Exactly. (laughs) Relatable thing. And I think it's so important and, and so powerful that you're talking about your humanness and your imperfections because we all have them. And I think as great as social media can be, it is a double-edged sword when you have so many people really just posting their highlight reels. Yeah, you're and, not posting that. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And not that I think everybody should go around kind of airing out their their dirty laundry all the time, but knowing the time and the place to be honest and to say, this is what happened. Because if you don't, if you're just trying to people please and you're saying like, yep, I, you know, I logged uh, what looked like a perfect day and, um, yeah. and I'm not going to tell Meg that I'm struggling. Meg. Why didn't I lose? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like it is not benefiting you at all. Um, and, you know, of course it just leads to frustration on both ends where mm-hmm. Meg is like, I mean, I don't know what you're showing me suggests yeah. that you're doing everything right. So that's such a missing piece. And I think a big piece of it is knowing that 
you're not going to be judged and that you're not going to be belittled or guilted or shamed or ridiculed or anything like that, um, that you're in a safe place to open yourself up and that the person that you're working with is going to you know, receive you with open arms, remind you that it's okay. You are still a worthy human being, imperfections and all. Um, and then help you figure out, okay, so let's, what do we, let's, let's talk about this. Let's figure out mm-hmm. what we can learn from it, how we want to approach it going forward. Um, and I've said in, in previous episodes, like that's what progress looks like is mm-hmm. doing those things less often, less severely, being down for a shorter period of time when you do. Um, and just never expecting that there's, you know, like a, a quote unquote cure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we're what five ish for four or five ish months um, mm-hmm. into coaching. Tell us about the. I know we, we've talked about kind of the the big mental shifts you've made. How are you different physically? What kind of results have you seen? And where are you noticing the the biggest kind of carryover into like the rest of your life? How else is prioritizing your health, helping you level up other areas? It's definitely um, has a ripple effect. So um, since I've been with the program, I've lost um, as of today, 38.6 pounds and 32 inches. Um, So I definitely feel better. Um, Just like, for example, I commuted into the city today and you have to walk up two flights of steps. And there had been moments in the past where I would have needed a a second to catch my breath. Peloton and all doing those steps would get me. So um, but I noticed it just feels lighter walking up the steps. Um, you know, I'm at a point now where the clothes are just not fitting me. And so I don't want to get a whole new wardrobe because I still have more to go. But, you know, I can definitely wear belts that I wouldn't have worn before, or different outfits or things that I've been, you know, keeping in the back of my closet are now kind of at the forefront. So all of those are fun things um, in terms of that. But just also, I feel like, I've tried to use this mind shift in other areas. So I'm a sales leader. So I think about it for, you know, myself and my team. I think about just in general of what do I want in life now? And it's obviously different than it was six months ago. Life looks a lot different, but there still is a lot of life to live. And, you know, one of the biggest lessons in general that I've learned these last six months are that grief and joy can coexist. Mm. And before I had this unbelievable grief, I would never have thought that was possible. But I know from my own experience that it absolutely is. And so I've learned that I have to create what that life I want looks like. And yes, it's different. And I'm certainly, you know, not moving on. I'm just moving forward. And what am I moving towards And so I've really learned probably the biggest lesson that's had a ripple effect is that your thoughts become your actions. How I speak to myself in every aspect is really important. And just a silly example, but I think it hits home for me and I recognized it um, after it happened was we had a gingerbread house contest at my mom's with all my, you know, nieces and my nephew there. And uh, something happened and and my nephew started crying, right? And he was really upset about something. And I noticed that a lot of my family members were like, it's okay, don't cry, don't cry. And I just, my initial reaction was, it's okay to cry. Crying is an emotion and we can't be happy and joyful at every second. And so 
I had him on my lap and I just said, you know what, buddy, I'm so proud of you that you're able to show your emotions. And it's okay to be sad and it's okay to let people know that you're upset about something. And I would never have done that six months ago. Six months ago, I would have been like, you know what? It's okay. Everything's okay. Well, it's not, everything's not always okay. But if you have the thought that it's okay to express your emotion and that you don't need to have life be puppies and rainbows every second, you will so appreciate when life is puppies and rainbows. And so I think it's just been a mind shift across the board that I just see in a lot of different areas of my life now. That's amazing. I don't, I think that's a perfect note to end on. And I don't want to ruin the moment by inserting my own thoughts. Jen, thank you so much for sharing with us. This has been absolutely one of my favorite episodes so far. And it has nothing to do with me. It's all thanks to you. Is there anything that you would like to say that you haven't had a chance to yet or any final words you want to give our listeners? I think I would just say something I've said a lot to my family and friends, regardless if you've experienced grief or not, tomorrow is not promised and you have a hundred percent control to think about what your tomorrow will look like. And if you don't do it now, when, when are you going to make yourself a priority And when are you going to make your health and wellness a priority so you can be your best self, not only to you, but to your friends and family? So good. Thank you again. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Live Diet Free Podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to them all, I appreciate you being here. One way you can help this podcast succeed is to subscribe, rate, and review it. If you don't mind doing those things, I would love to thank you with a copy of our weekend survival guide designed to help you have weekends you enjoy that don't set you back from reaching your goals. Just send a screenshot of your review to admin at estheravant.com and we'll send it over. And don't forget to check out estheravant.com slash coaching for all the info about our Gone for Good coaching program designed to help you develop the confidence, commitment, and consistency necessary to make reaching your health and weight loss goals inevitable. Our three-part framework helps you learn and master the exercise and nutrition big rocks, provides comprehensive support and accountability, and teaches you how to take compassionate ownership of your results. With both group and one-on-one options, we have a Gone for Good package to suit your needs and help you overcome every, every obstacle between you and the weight loss you're after.